The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Let's go! Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, one-on-one showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Monday, July 3rd, 2023. Listeners, please welcome multiple award-nominated and award-winning European adult industry veteran, Christoph Kale. Welcome to the show, Christoph. Hello, everybody. Hello, Christoph. It is wonderful to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to hear it from you. Fantastic. You have had quite the career in the industry, so I'm very excited to have you on so that we can chat about anything and everything that uh, involves you in the business. So I'm, I'm very thankful that you're here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Feel free to give me your questions. Wonderful. I love the sound of that. So I typically like to start off these interviews by getting some unique stats out of the way first. So what is your height and weight? I am, uh, can I say it in metric because I don't know how much is it in the feet? You can. Uh, Anyone that's listening can go on Google and they can uh, do the conversion. Cool, cool. I am 186 centimeters tall and actually I'm 78 kilos. What is your ethnic background? Uh, white? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm European. Or What's your zodiac sign? I am a typical Scorpio. And how old are you? I'm 36 years old. Let's get to know the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? I'm from Czech Republic. And what was life like for you growing up? What was young Christoph like? I'm from a very small village. My mom is a teacher. My father is a businessman. So I'm, let's say, my grandma is a teacher also. So I'm like from a teacher's family. So my childhood was... Let's say a little bit about the studies. I was in love to play football when I was young. When I was older, like 15, I started to use the cars and things like this. And my childhood was, let's say, easy. Can you share with the listeners, you know, because we do have an international audience, but for the most part, I would say the majority of our listenership is here in the United States. You know, what was it like in the Czech Republic for you growing up? Okay, I was born in 1986, which means it was a time when still there was a communism. But I don't remember this era so much because when communism finished, I was, let's say, five years old. But when I was a child, I really remember, like, old buses and old clothes and the Czech people was really... Let's say the communism inside the people was still continuing till, I don't know, 10 years later. So let's say between, for example, between USA and uh, Europe, uh, for example, Czech Republic, it's a very big difference. Uh, 
because we have a lot of let's say historical things and it was let's say continuing in our lives so I know it's very very strange and very difficult to explain it if you didn't born there but it was totally different when the time when in America was the freedom we like in the cage and like in the cave let's say that's very interesting so even after it ended there were still um, for lack of a better word like remnants of communism that stuck around and you said for like a, in, at least 10 years later yeah because you know the thing is uh, when uh, the, the older generation not me but the older generation everybody was speaking Russian because Soviet Union <clears throat> so there was no English sometimes German so let's say my generation is I don't want to say one of the first, but maybe the third generation which start to learn English. And really, if uh, you've been in, uh, I don't know, 2002 in Prague, not so many people speak English. It was because it was language for, uh, let's say, new people, because we, li- we lived, lived in a big bubble, let's say. Mm-hmm. Nothing, when it was the Soviet Union, nothing can come in, nothing can come out. You know, so the old generation, like my mom, for example, they, let's say, never saw America because uh, they lived in the bubble. Wow, that's incredibly interesting. That even even after it ended, it took for 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 uh, specific generations, it took a while for the bubble to break. Yeah. Wow, I appreciate the insight. That's incredibly fascinating. Yes. Okay, so. What was going on with your life prior to entering the adult industry? Uh, it's simple. When I was 17, I met my uh, first big love. It was a girl. And let's say she broke my heart. And Aww. I started to met. Yeah, it's a life. You know, everybody had it, I think. Yes. And I met a guy who was uh, six years older, and he was like a party boy, and he was very nice to me. He was, let's say, a neighbor, and we start to speak together, and he, let's say, teach me many things in the life. He was really helpful me, and he was bisexual, so I was, let's say, broken from the girl. Let's say he catch the chance. I don't care about it. It's nothing I have to feel shame and I was like okay fuck it I'm 17 I will experiment so I start to I don't want to say date with him but I start to experiment and uh, he was uh, shooting a gay porn already because he was older than me and he just said hey wanna try you are look you are skinny with a big dick because I was like 60 65 kilos which is Really, I was skinny, and my dick, it was like, let's say, for the gay people, it was very interesting, you know, young boy, skinny. So, like this, I jump in, and, you know, I'm from divorced family. I have two younger brothers. My mom is teacher. My father was far away. My stepfather has his job also. But I want to have something, you know. After this, I don't want to say after the communism, but... I was, for example, a fan of Nike and things like this, but my mom cannot buy me. I understand because she saved money for summer and things like this. And I was like, okay, I want to have nice things. So why not? Then I jumped into gay porn where I was for four years, let's say. 
All right. Okay. So I have questions about that. But before we get into to that, I just want to ask, prior to that moment where you're having this conversation with your friend who you're experimenting with, had you ever thought about porn as an option? Were you a fan of porn? Was that something that you were ever interested in trying? Or was it really more so because you had this this friendship, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, relationship, this friendship? Was it really because of that that sort of sparked the idea in your mind? Or had you ever considered it? Look, when I was younger, I was a very horny guy. I was masturbating five, six times per day. And... I never think about it because I was really, really shy. I know it sounds a bit strange after 18 years in porn that I say. When I was young, I was very shy. When I was 16 and I was dating the girl, I even cannot catch her hand by hand because I was shy to do it, you know, and to kiss the girl, no way. So before him, I never I was never thinking about it. I never thought I will do. But one day he came and like, hey, what about this? And I was like, okay, I'm young. I experiment. Why not? I'm halfway there. So I started, let's say, pretty easy. I was 17 and a half and he said, and we just wait till my 18. All right. And you said you were in the gay porn industry for four years, correct? Yes. Okay. When you were... In, well, actually, you know, let's start off at the very beginning. Let's start off at the very beginning of your career in gay porn. What was your first experience on set like? How was that experience for you? Were you a little nervous? You mentioned that you were, you know, you were shy <laughs> Yo, growing up. <laughs> what was that experience no, like for you? A lot of people were surprised that I, I continue, you know, I will not say the name, but uh, this is my friend, he managed a shooting for one guy, uh, for a producer, and it was, in, let's say it was hot weather, and uh, it was near to the swimming pool, he didn't bring uh, sun cream for us, because we didn't know we would shoot outside, and the original plan was that I will be here only with this, my friend, but somehow he changed the mind, and it was me and him. I'm sorry, you say uncensored, yes? Yes. Yes, good, good, good. To me and him has to fuck only me and him, and but he changed the mind, the producer, and he called three more guys which fuck near to us. So it was kind of disturbing, and uh, this producer, he was gay, but he was, let's say, very nervous, because uh, the sun, we don't drink, start to have headaches, start to have red skin, because no sun cream, and he started to scream on us that we are fucking motherfuckers from, uh, escort guys from a train station, and things like this, he was really rude, he paid us, but it was very difficult to get hard, because he was very nervous, very rude, because, let's say, from five guys, only one was hard, and it was not me so my first experience was very difficult but I said myself okay I try and I can do it for sure because the money so in one point I let's say forget it and I try with other companies and everything was better well I mean if you can survive that you can you can do anything right yeah yeah Yes. It's good to hear that the shoots got better than that first experience. 
so let me ask you this, because I'm sure somebody's listening, and maybe they're maybe they didn't know about your gay porn past. They only know you as Christoph Kale, you know the this superstar yeah. in the straight <laughs> side of uh, the porn industry. So I want to ask you, if someone that's listening that now might be curious, how do you personally define your sexuality? Ah, yeah. Look, the thing is. I can say about myself, I'm hetero, but a lot of people can say I'm gay or bisexual because I fuck with uh, with the guys. But the, the thing is, I had sex with the men, I had the sex with the trans, I had the sex with the woman, and I know which makes me horny, which interests me. So I can define myself like, uh, let's say, hetero because I am into the women's. So let's talk about. As someone who was experimenting early on in their life, you know, you're experimenting with sexuality, which a lot of people do. I want to ask yeah. you, when you were in the gay side of the industry, because I looked up your uh, filmography, and I feel like it always said that you bottomed more than you topped. Would you say that is accurate? Yeah, I, I was, I was uh, mostly passive. Okay. So I was okay with that. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. You were okay with it, and it, it, you were comfortable bottoming for the majority of the time that you were in uh, gay porn? Yes. All right. I guess the big question is, what led to your transition from the gay side of the industry to the straight side of the industry? And, and if I'm being fully honest, I mean, there are many performers in Europe that do start off in gay porn, that transition into straight porn. So I want to ask you, like, how did that happen? Was it a natural transition? Did it go immediately? You know, did you just, you know, stop doing gay porn and then all of a sudden you started doing the straight stuff? Or did, was there like a break in between? Tell me about how you went from one side of the industry to the other. It was, uh, let's say, step by step. You know, I started in the gay porn and uh, the one producer which started to like me because I work very well for him, he was like, but you know what? I'm shooting also bisexual porn. Do you want to shoot bisexual? You will be let's say, in the middle, guy fuck you, fuck the girl. And I was like, yeah, okay, why not? And I shoot the bisexual scene for him. He saw I was working well, so he gave my contact to another producer, which is bisexual. I shoot for this producer, and he said, hey, but you know, sometimes I shoot some hetero. I know it's less money, but I can... Uh, offer you this and maybe it can work and this is how I came from gay to bisexual and from bisexual to hetero I want to ask you about your performer name I mean clearly you are known and you have been known as Christoph Kale when you did gay porn you had several porn names so I, I want My... to ask you why the many names when you were doing gay porn and uh, and how did you end up coming up with the name Christoph Kale? Okay, the thing is, when I started to shoot a gay porn, they gave me a lot of names. But the only one original name which I used as a gay performer was Max Fonda. This is mine. It's jumping in my mind. And it was... I cannot tell how I came to Max Fonda in the gay. Just one day I was thinking and somehow it jumped in my head. And about Christoph Kale, 
Uh, we know what KO means <laughs> in English. I didn't know it that time when I chose this name, but uh, Christoph started, I was working for one uh, hetero company and they give me this name. And a few years later, I was working for a company which uh, sell material for USA. And they say, but look, all, I don't want to say big porn actors, but all porn actors has a name and surname. And I was like, Christoph, 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 Christoph Kale. And again, it just jumped in my head. Okay, I know that the Kale is this green cabbage or something like this. But when I choose Kale, it jumped in my head and my English was not so good. So I didn't know what is it. But somehow Christoph Kale sounds good for me. Yes. Well, I will say this. The kale here in, in the United States, it, it's in English, it's spelled with a K. So it yeah, is different than how you spell it. So it's not, you're not a, a green leafy um, vegetable. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's funny. You know, kale, kale. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I completely understand. Okay, so let's talk about, well... I usually ask a performer, you know, as I as I asked you, you know, I asked you about your first time on a gay porn set. Let's talk about your first time on a straight porn set. You know, I would assume that because you had done those four years of gay porn, how long did you do bi porn? Would you say maybe about a year? Yeah, but you know, it was let's say let's say three years, three and a half year. I shoot only gay porn, and the last half year when I was shooting gay porn, I was uh, in the middle, you know, and slowly comes into the uh, the hetero. So it was not like I stop, I start another part. I stop bisexual, I start, you know, it was going together. It was a smooth transition. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so. The first time on a straight porn set, I would assume because you had been shooting porn for four years, it was very comfortable, correct? Yeah. Okay. So you had a good experience shooting straight porn, and once you made your first straight porn scene, that's when you completely stopped doing any of the bi and the gay stuff, correct? But the thing is, I shoot, let's say, a lot of movies for a lot of companies when I was doing a gay and it was period when there was a lot of stuff on uh, warehouse cassette, you know, before, before the, I'm sorry, I'm really old generation now, sounds like this in porn. Uh, I started when I was warehouse cassette, so a lot of my movies are on the cassettes. So I shoot a lot, and I start to shoot less, 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 because new guys comes and they've been similar like me, but they've been a little bit younger, fresh 18, so... It was, let's say, the point when I started to focus on this bisexual and uh, the hetero after. Oh, that's interesting, because you were no longer, even though you were young, you were no longer basically a twink. Yeah, I start to be old meat. Yeah, you start to be old meat, you know, at the ripe old age of 22, 23, (laughs) but it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. Okay, so... In total, how long have you been in the adult industry? 18 years, almost 19. 19 years, and that's in total, you know, including everything? Yeah. Wow, good grief. So almost 19 years, so that means, okay, so that's four years doing gay and bi stuff. That's almost 15 years doing straight porn. That is 
quite the career, Christoph. Congratulations to you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, so what do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? Mm, good question. Uh, you know, when, if, I'm sorry, if I understand well your question, when I was young, as I say, I was horny, and in the gay porn, I lost, um, I stopped to be shy, and the thing was that uh, when I started to shoot heteroporn, it was a period when in America they shoot big plastic boobs, girls, muscle guys, and in Europe it was Let's say similar, there was a generation before me, the guys, they've been good-looking, bigger boys, you know, uh, 90 kilos, some muscles. So it was quite difficult, but for me, the most impo- important and most funny thing was that every time when I shoot with some girl, I, I learn something new, which I use on the next girls, because... I can say I was a little bit surprised for the girls because the girls look at the guys with the muscles. And when come guy like me, the skinny one with the big dick, they look at me like, oh, okay, just a random guy from the street. But I was using my experiences. So it was, it was the most, let's say, the thing which pushed me to stay that long time and uh, how I, uh, let's say, get experience and... How I, this was my favorite part in the porn, let's see. Let's talk about the good and the bad about being at a porn shoot, on a porn set. When you're on set, ready to do a scene, what turns you on the most and what turns you off the most? Oh, okay, what turns me on? Eyes, eyes of the girl. If she has a nice eyes, it turns me on. If she's smiling, polite. I mean, I am not taking a girl just like a meat, like a body. I am watching her like like a complete, you know. For me, it's not just a hole where I will put my dick. So if the girl is smiley and it's funny, I like it. What I really hate, uh, this is a little bit problem of modern era. Now every girl can shoot porn, and many times I have problem. I'm coming on the location, and the girl shake my hand like a dead fish, and first she says, "Sorry, no English." Okay, my English isn't perfect, but you know I was trying. I was learning and trying when I start to travel out of Czech Republic. I was trying, and now you hear the English. What how I'm speaking is how while teach myself during the shooting, not from the school. How would you describe your fuck style? How would you describe your style of fucking? I am, um, let's say, mostly a little bit like a romantic guy. I like a little bit like a slow beginning, and after I like like a passion, and can be harder but depend on the girl and I'm not a guy who loves to force the girls or be really very strong okay if I have a girl which asks for spanking, slapping, choking I can do but I'm somewhere in the middle I love to feel the chemistry 
since you've been in the industry for almost you know two decades you've been in it for almost 15 years i'm sorry but that sounds terrible it sounds crazy (laughs) but it's true i mean it's it's true um i want to ask you how have you how has your style of fucking evolved over the time that you've been in the industry how have you as a performer evolved in the time that you've been in the industry Ah, yeah, this is a good question. Um, let's say from passive to active. <laughs> well, there is that, yes. <laughs> Literally, yes. Uh, no, my style is, let's say, the same, I think. Just when I first time saw squirting, I'm a big fan of squirting, so my evolve was before I didn't know how to do, and now... If I can and I want, I can squirt, let's say, 95 girls from 100. So it's not a bad score. And uh, just I will jump back into this uh, almost two decades. There is one, uh, let's say, funny thing. I'm in business 18 years. And when the fresh 18 years girl come to me and ask me when I start to shoot, I'm saying her when you born. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I know. That is crazy. There the, oh my god, I'm just yeah. For the amount of time that you've been <laughs> in the industry, I mean you're going to get to the point. This is crazy. If you're going to say if if yeah. you said if you're saying that 20 years sounds crazy, when you get to the point where you're <laughs> 18 years in the industry. Yes. You could have. You're. You might fuck a girl that was born the very first year that you did gay porn. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're a senior citizen, Christoph Kale. <laughs> Sorry, one more time. You, well, I'm basically saying to make it simpler, you're like a grandpa in the industry almost. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm like old porn bitch, you know, porn yes. dinosaur. Because really, I remember when was the. VHS cassette, when yes. come first DVD, when start the uh, internet, you know, so I remember when Pornhub grew up, you know. Yes, you were there for, I mean, all of that. I mean, and we're sort of joking and teasing, <laughs> but it is, it's really fascinating how long you've been in the industry. You know, yeah. I mean, there are performers that have been in the industry for like 20 years, so they've seen the transition as well. But you were there, like you were there to see the changes in technology from VHS yeah. to DVD to the Internet to, you know, on demand, yeah. direct downloads, live, uh, you know, sex shows and um, yes you know, uh, now original content with OnlyFans and this and that or the other, you have seen all of the major trends and all of the major shifts. You were there for social media, you know, when performers, you know, joined social media and started using that to connect with the fans. Exactly. That means, Christoph, you've seen it all. And now virtual reality stuff. You know, the, yeah. the technology True. keeps on changing and improving, and you've been there for all of that. And soon we will have, I'm sorry to speak about it, but this, uh, how to say, this intelligent, now they start to, uh, how is it, 
not a fake intelligent. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say it, but you know, you can speak with your computer and computer is answering you. Oh, the AI, artificial intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's coming. It's, there. it's coming soon. So, a lot of changes, Christoph. Yes. What I want to do <laughs> now is I want to break down a porn scene with you. I want to go step by step through a scene. So I want to ask you first, in a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Oral, vaginal, or anal? Hmm, good question. Maybe here I a little bit more evolve myself because when I was younger I was a big fan of pusselicking. Honestly, I'm not a big fan of blowjob because um, somehow not every girl know how to do and many times they try, for example, deep throat, but I feel their teeth because they try to be good, but they push too much. So uh, let's say vaginal, but if I have a girl which really love anal, I'm into it also because, you know, ass is a little bit different than pussy and I have a lot of experience from gay porn, from hetero, about the ass, so I know how it works. And not with every girl you can fuck ass very hard. So, I am for me, the most it's pussy. I'm not a fan of tits, I don't care. I'm the man who, the guy who loves pussy. And if I have a girl which really loves anal and she uh, loves harder fuck, I am into the anal also. But, you know, from 10 girls, 2 girls love uh, anal. So, I mean, really love. In a scene, when it comes to rimming, do you enjoy being rimmed in a scene? I'm not a big fan of rimming, honestly, because I'm always stressful that I'm not a queen. In a scene, what's your favorite sexual position to perform for the camera? And is it uh, the same position that you enjoy in your personal life? Almost, almost, because in uh, in a shooting, I like when I'm, let's say, on my knees, like uh, face to girl, and she's somewhere between the spoon and the missionary. This is my favorite position for uh, shooting. And for uh, my personal life, I'm a big fan of missionary because I love to see the girl. And a lot of girls told me that they love to look at my blue eyes. But this is what they say. You know, I don't watch mirror when I fuck. So. And, of course, we know how a scene ends with the cum shots, the pop shots, the money shots. In a scene, where is your favorite place to shoot your load? Clean pie. Ah, Christoph is naughty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, but if the girl take the pills. So, yeah, cream pie was my the most favorite. But it's rare, so that's why it's still favorite, you know. I want to ask you, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't know if you do this. I know that in Europe they love to do scenes with double vaginal, double anal, and that sort of thing. Do you do those types of scenes? Uh, I'm shooting a DP, double penetration. Double vaginal, I shoot once, but it was more, most, more like for fun. But double anal and those stuff, I'm not a big fan of shooting like this. Okay, I was just curious, because in Europe, 
you know, there are many websites that love to do those types of content. So I was curious to get your perspective on it. But you don't do it as much. You've only done double vaginal once. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of this because for me, I don't want to say I'm a gentleman, but I'm trying to respect the girls and two dicks in the ass or piss in the mouth. It's uh, I know the girls like it or they do it for money, but for me, it's... Uh, very unrespectful to the to the girl to be on she i love to make a squirting this is my fetish i love but if the girl asks me to be on she i will not even i will drink a lot of water to clean myself i did it maybe four times in my life only what do you attribute your longevity to in the industry what do you attribute this incredible career to there are many performers out there who get into porn, but they're only in it for like a couple years, and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. they're no longer getting any work. But you've been in the industry now on the straight side 15 years. So what? why do you think you've been able to outlast other performers in the industry? The thing is uh, why I'm long time in the porn industry is because I was lucky. Because when uh, I was still, uh, let's say, skinny guy, Somehow, porn change, and uh, let's say the older generation of people who watch the porn, they stop to feel they want to watch a porn and feel like a big muscle guy who fucked the plastic girl. Because they're getting old, you know, 50, 60, but they want to go, but they want to feel young. So it was a period, maybe 10 years ago, 8 years, 9 years, I don't remember exactly how long I was it, when... Uh, something in porn change and people start to watch let's say the young boys fucking the girls and i catch this period and i met a few people and the producers i met one producer which really understand this and he started let's say take care of me and he teach me his skills because he was a actor a long time ago before so he know how to be actor how to be producer and he let's say teach me so maybe this is a reason this is this is just i i can say it was a big luck i was in the right time on the right place over the time that you've been in the business who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with now I'm not looking for like top five or something just names that pop into your mind as wow that was a good scene so you are talking about the girls yes okay uh, for sure uh, cherry kiss because she's like an animal uh, Veronica Khalil She's also my favorite one. Look, the girl is a lot, and the problem is I shoot a lot of scenes, so I don't remember a lot of girls. This is my problem because I'm shooting a lot. I lost a lot of names in my memory. I had one girl, I call her my unicorn. It was Cynthia Velons because when I came into the hetero, one of the first videos I was just masturbating and watching how three couples fuck and there was like 20 let's say statists who just jerk off and I saw her and she's my unicorn I never shoot with she so Cynthia Velons was my top she was from Czech but she's out from business for a long time and from the new girls 
my favorite one, I'm let's say I'm cooperating with she for one year. We shoot content together. It's a Clement Zodiac because she's a very smart girl and nothing else is jumping in. And, oh, of course, uh, sorry, Shalina Divine because she's amazing MILF. I'm sorry, but she's amazing MILF. Her body, she really take care of her. Her English is well. She's every time on time. She's clean. She do, let's say, everything what uh, the producer asks, what she accepts. So, Cherikis, Veronica Lille, Cynthia Valence is my unicorn, uh, Clemens Odiat, Shalina Divine. Who have you not worked with yet that you would love to do a scene with? Who is on Christoph Kale's wish list? Hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> when I was young, I was dreaming about Asakira. It was my girl. And from the new... You know, the problem is there is a lot of new girls and I really don't keep them in my mind because uh, I have a social media, but I'm not the person who spent a lot of time on social media. I'm really like old dinosaur and I have Facebook, I have Twitter, I have Instagram, I have OnlyFans and all those things. But personally, I love to don't use them. So the girl which I never shoot and I want to shoot, it's... Hmm. You give me a very good question. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not a problem at all. Now what I want to ask you is, um, when you were starting off in the industry, especially when you made the jump into straight porn, are there any people in the industry that you look up to? Are there any individuals in front of the camera or behind the camera that inspire you? in, uh, you know, being the performer that you have become. Yeah, yes, of course. When I start to shoot, I'm sorry, can we say the names of the productions or... Of course, yes. Okay, look, my when I start to shoot Hetero, uh, my top production, which I was dreaming to work for, was Dorsal, because Dorsal always used, let's say, the best guys. Uh one of my uh, male talents, which I was looking, was uh, he's still acting. Sometimes it's a Hungarian porn actor. His name is Renato. And from the producers, I was really looking uh, to shoot with Herve uh, Borilis and with Frank Vicomte, because Frank Vicomte was uh, a porn actor before. And he was the guy who really teach me. Plus, there is few more guys, for example, I love to shoot for uh, White Box, this is uh, one European project, and the team here is really amazing, the producer, he's one of the most kindest guy I ever met, saw him also, just, I, I'm sorry, I don't know which stage name he used, I know his real name, so I will not say, and... Of course, there was a, from Czech, was, uh, we call him Tarzan, his name was Thomas, because when he was young, he was looking like Tarzan, uh, and that's maybe all. 
I want to ask you about virtual reality porn because you have shot that before. Yes. I what did. what I want to do is I'm sure there are a lot of people that are listening that might not know exactly how that is filmed. Can you try to explain to them how a virtual reality scene comes to life? Are those difficult to shoot as the male performer? Um, it, are they easy shoots? Are they uncomfortable because of maybe some of the equipment that's involved? Uh, tell me uh, about virtual reality. Okay, the first I have to say I'm a fan of virtual reality. I'm not watching it. I saw it in the in the 3D glasses, but for me, like work, it's much more easier because when you are working with a new girl for normal production, which shoot normal video you have to let's say take care of she and you have to open the angle to, to that the camera see the penetration but with virtual you are just on your knees you are laying or you are standing but you are straight and the girl is also straight because camera is in front your head so in this uh, 180 degrees when uh, the guy with the glasses look down he see everything so for me technically it's easier to shoot the virtual are those types of shoots are they longer to shoot or would you say are they shorter to shoot i'm curious as to compared to a regular shoot um time wise uh, is it longer or shorter to shoot those types of scenes look first of all everything is depend on production what the production want mm -hmm. because you can shoot virtual for one day or for two hours same it's with the normal 2d videos you can be done in one hour or you can shoot in six hours and the second thing is depend on the girl because the girl is who sell you know in the porn like in not in virtual but in 2d this is many things thing which many people don't know but in the when you shoot the porn when you recorded the porn the male talent is more important than female talent because the male talent is fucking and managing girl to open for camera to see everything and let's say make her beautiful this is my job what i have to do and make her feel comfortable but the people who watch the porn they watch the girl so for them it's more important the girl but the true, when you are on the stage, the guy has to manage. Let's talk about opening up for the camera. Because uh, something that I really enjoy talking with performers about is the concept of opening up for the camera. Just because I feel like when people watch porn, they don't think about that. You know, they don't think that, you know, these performers have to perform different positions in a specific kind of way so that we, the audience, the viewers, the fans, can actually see the action. How difficult was it for you? You know, you've been doing it now for, for 15 years on the straight side, so, I mean, you're an expert now. But in the beginning, how difficult was it to adapt, to remember that you have to open up to the camera? 
Honestly, uh, it was not a big problem because I was very skinny and my dick is, I don't want to say huge, but it's 20 centimeters, which is a little bit more than is normal standard in Europe. So it was actually pretty easy and I started to understand the system pretty well because when I was skinny, I was need to turn just a little bit. So um, I adapted very fast to this. Well, you just answered the next question. I was gonna gonna ask you how much is Christoph Kale packing, but you said twenty <laughs> centimeters. Yeah. Yes. So the next thing that I want to ask you about, we talked earlier about the cum shots. I want to ask you when you have a scene coming up, when you're preparing for a porn shoot, do you do anything to make sure that you have a good cum load for the camera? Um, look, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is my balls are always empty because I'm shooting almost every day. But of course, you know, you need to, to eat things with a, with a protein to have a sperm. And before I didn't understand it, but when I was younger, I was smoking cigarettes. And of course, uh, all those things like smoking, drinking, you can feel in the sperm. So I'm not smoking for eight years, and I don't want to say I have a healthy life, but a lot of girls say sperm tastes good because I'm not eating, let's say, only McDonald's, fast foods, and I'm trying to eat, for example, eggs in the morning or yogurt, sometimes some fruits like pineapple because it helps with the producing also, and the important is to let's say, drink water. But this is the system, how it works with me. But every guy is different because, for example, I know guys, they they can come like crazy, like bam, 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 you know, a lot. I'm less, but almost every day. What I want to do now is sort of shift the tone a little bit of the interview and talk about some of the more serious issues in the adult industry. So the first question in this set is, are there any misconceptions or myths about porn stars that you would like to dispel? Any misconceptions, any maybe assumptions that the listeners might have about porn stars, or maybe even any assumptions that you might have had when you started in the industry? Look, the thing is easy. People have to change their minds about us because a lot of people think that we fuck for money and we are like a slut, horse, and like this. But, okay, so someone, yes, but mostly porn shoot people which they understand what they are doing. And a lot of people are very unrespectful and sending bad messages, not, not to me, but to another my colleagues, like girls and... Uh, I really don't understand why some guy is sending a dick to the girl. This is one thing, what they are waiting for, you know, this is what I don't understand. About uh, shooting porn, people see just the final product. And they say, fuck, I can be porn actor. I can fuck like this a girl for a one hour. But we are on the set for three hours. We stop. We start again. We stop something wrong. Light is broken, camera don't record well, sharpness, or I don't understand, or girl don't understand what producer wants, we stop again, and everything this is disturbing. But everybody thinks they can be a porn stars. 
Is there an aspect of the industry that you do not enjoy? Um, you mean in the industry or around the industry? Either or, actually. Why not? Okay. If I'm talking about the Czech Republic and, uh, let's say, our after communism, a lot of people, let's say before now, not that much, but a lot of people look at the porn like it's something very dirty and something very bad and we are like bitches. But the problem is, in, especially in Czech Republic, the media made porn looking bad because when some uh, let's say stupid girl start to show herself in the news or she start to make some uh, mess the the media come and they make uh, some reportage with she and of course she was stupid she says some bullshit and every people put us in same box so this is a thing which i really hate that the media that's why i don't like social media so much because the media every time want the sensation but sensation doesn't exist if there is no drama or somebody who can manage some drama or something like this. And that's why a lot of people are treat, trying to treat us very bad. And also me, I sometimes I get the messages like, I want to suck your dick. I'm sorry, but you will not suck my dick because first of all, you are not a porn actor and I'm not in gay porn anymore. You know, it's uh, for me, it's a little bit unrespectful why people send me messages like this. You know, in one point it's nice, they look at me, but inside me it's a little bit unrespectful. You mentioned something that I, I would love to pick your brain about. So, okay, it just triggered a, a question in my mind. I'm curious to ask you, because you did do gay porn for four years, as you mentioned, it was four years, you did gay porn, and then at the end you did bi porn and that sort of thing. I wonder, as a performer, especially in the beginning, were there ever any problems with you and the female performers because of your past in the industry? Were there ever any performers that you were aware of that were like, oh, no, I don't want to shoot with him because of his past? Uh, once I had a girl like this, and after we became a good friends, because uh, she was asking the production with who she will shoot, uh, she started to Google me, and she find a lot of uh, videos. So she was like, "Ah, but I know I shoot with guy who is shooting gay porn." So we had to explain she that I'm not shooting gay porn. It was I don't know uh, five years after, five years later when I finished the gay porn, so we just explained, look, I'm not doing this anymore, and after she agreed, and uh, we shoot together 15, 16 scenes in in this period when, when she was working, she's not working anymore, but only once I had the situation like the girl was a little bit um, tried to step step back. Let's talk about you in the industry and relationships in the time that you've been in the industry. Listen, I'm I'm curious. I, I I will say this. Like I don't know if you're in a relationship. You could be married. I don't know. Like I don't know that. But my question for you is just in general. Is it difficult to balance being Christoph Kale, the porn performer, and having 
romance in your life and being able to date while being in the adult industry? Uh, look, the thing, okay, I'm not the person who, who likes to talk about my personal life, but I will open just a little bit. Um, when I was uh, in the gay porn, and I, I don't want to say I broke up, but we stopped to experiment with this guy. I met a girlfriend, and she was doing uh, the porn with me. She started with me. After I met a when I finished with she, I met a girl on porn. So I was uh, for six and a half year with a girl from porn. And after I met the normal girl, which is uh, which was never been in the porn, but uh, we met in the gym and she sent some message to some girl. This girl answered her like he's a porn actor. She was like, okay, hmm, I've met the wrong guy. So somehow I find out this story. I asked for a number. And I uh, offered her a dinner. She was like, okay, I will go for dinner with, uh, with the porn actor. We will not fuck, but we, uh, just, just I will have like a new experience. She take it like this. And let's say we are together almost eight years. I'm married and we have two kids. Congratulations, Christoph. That is Thank an incredibly you. sweet story. That, that is. I mean, she wasn't interested in you because you did porn, but... You won her over by just being you. Yeah. I am fucking lucky bastard because she agreed my job. She's not making dramas. She never been in porn. So I'm fucking lucky bastard. Yes. Now, listen, I respect your privacy, so I, I don't want to pry too much. But I do have a follow-up question, if you don't mind me asking. When you originally started dating her, I will assume you had to have a conversation with her where maybe she asked a lot of questions about the industry. Was that a difficult conversation to have, you know, because, you know, she doesn't know anything about porn. So, and you're, you know, a big porn star. Did you have to have a conversation to sort of uh, maybe calm her nerves or her fears about dating a performer in the industry? Look, uh, when I was going on first dinner with she, I didn't expect we were fucked. We didn't. It was the first meeting, and I saw, okay, she's really like a smart girl, which don't fuck on first date. And, we, of course, we spoke about it, but from her words, I surprised her, because she was thinking that I will be someone who will try to fuck with she, try to give her some alcohol, you know, like a nice dinner wine and after I come to my flat, but I didn't. I was speaking with her about what she asked because she was a little bit interested and she gave me another chance for another date because she understand that I'm not a horny idiot and the porn, it's the main thing for me, it's a business. I love to fuck the girls, she know it, but she understand that I don't need to go and uh, fuck the girl after the shooting without camera for free. I love that. Christoph Kale is, is a gentleman. Uh, I don't want to say I'm a gentleman. Well, but... a slutty gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, how, how you want people to treat you, you have to treat them. So yes. if I will be arrogant idiot, people will treat me like arrogant idiot. You know, this is, this is the main thing. That is very true, 100%.
The other question that I want to ask you before we move away from sort of these, you know, serious questions is I want to ask you about competition. I want to ask you about competition in the industry. You know, you've been joking around and I've been joking around with you, you know, that you are, you know, you're you're an older performer. You've seen it all. Like that is incredibly impressive, my friend. Like I, I tip my hat to you because there are not that you. many performers that can be in the this industry for now a decade and a half. So that is incredibly impressive. And the fact that you still consistently get work. It's not that you do a shoot once in a while. You're consistently getting work in the industry is very fantastic. It's impressive. So I want to get your take on competition because there are performers coming into the industry all the time nowadays, especially with OnlyFans and many vids and all of the other platforms where people can upload content. So there are more performers now in the industry than before. So I want to get your take on competition. I'm not necessarily saying that you're competing with other people, but I do wonder, do you ever notice, do you feel like other performers compete with you? Do you ever notice that maybe performers are like, Christoph Kale, why does he get more scenes than me? Why is he getting all of this work? I should be getting all of this work. Look, the thing is, um, again, I'm lucky, and uh, many times when I come to shoot, I'm doing my job. And I get paid for it. So I'm not complaining if the position is uncomfortable or we are cold. Okay, I can say it's cold or this is uncomfortable. But I'm going and I'm finishing the scene. This is the main thing. That's why, let's say, producers likes me because I'm not complaining about uncomfortable position or that there is, I don't know, there is uh, somebody took glass water and there is no other water. You know, I'm going and take a tap water. You know, I'm not a person who loves to make drama and complain. This is the first thing. Second thing, I am happy because new guys are here because I'm fully booked and there is few companies which would like to work with me, but I don't have enough capacity to shoot for them because when I'm in Prague, I'm working for two companies. When I'm in Budapest, I'm working for two companies and I cannot take another ones because I'm shooting really from Monday till Sunday almost. You know, I'm very lucky with this. And that's why I'm happy there are new guys. But a lot of producers told me they compare the new guys like young bulls. They come and they fuck, 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 but there is no technique. And me and the guys in my age, which are which we are in the porn longer time, they call us like old bulls. We destroy the girls on the shooting. Let's say uh, destroy, I mean like we do a good scene, but we don't need to fuck for 25 minutes like, uh, like you know, like a kulomet, like ta-ta-ta-ta, because it's a different style. So that's why I'm lucky, because they count me like an old bull. Let me just say this, my friend. I love how smooth you are every time that you say, I'm fully booked. Once again, <laughs> 15 years in the porn game, and you're fully booked. Very impressive, my friend. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm really lucky. It's just I was in the right time, on the right place. I Look, when I was young, I say to myself, I will never do one job for more than three years or something and look where I am for a long time.
Yes, and fully booked. And fully booked. Yes, yeah. very nice. Very nice, my friend. All right. Let's shift away from the serious stuff, and let's talk about your original content. Uh, let's talk about the content that you upload on your OnlyFans. What type of content can the listeners expect from your original content? Okay. The the thing is, because I'm a guy who's in the gay porn, and the, I have, let's say, my fan base is mostly a gay fan base, it's kind of difficult because first thing is uh, they can find porn for free so they are not so much interested to see me when I'm fucking girls second I'm out of gay porn for a long time also so they already saw everything so what I'm doing it's like I'm doing uh, solo stuff I'm saying the name of my fans I'm uh, doing a ball busting, penis humiliation, and things like this. So mostly solo stuff. I'm not in point that I put something in my ass, but I can uh, make really videos like... uh, I have a friend, he's smiling a lot about it when I'm, for example, treating some guy like he's just fucking motherfucker. I spit in his mouth and he's always louding when I send him this POV video of what I, not the POV, but like the, the people watch me like in the POV and he every time smile a lot. So I'm doing this solo stuff mostly. What goes into creating a good solo scene? Ideas. Ideas and uh, for example when I was doing uh, some ball busting videos I have to do one custom soon uh, the guy always sent me some script and uh, in the script I have to follow some rules and plus if it's interesting I put something extra you know this guy love ball busting so and he say I have to be a teacher okay I take books and I'm doing like I put his balls in the middle of the books. Okay, if you don't see it, because on OnlyFans you cannot show that you beat someone. So it's like I'm in front of the phone and I'm speaking to him. Ah, now I will put your balls in my books. And I, you know, clap with the books. So every person is different. And, of course, depend what they want. Of course, I will not eat uh, these things from my nose, you know, or from the ear, this mess. But every video is somehow unique. And this is why it's interesting for me. I think it's incredibly impressive that even though clearly you're not doing gay porn in your OnlyFans, you have a respect for the fans that, you know, have been there from the beginning, that you're willing to do these custom solo things that are that are clearly for that particular audience. So that I find that incredibly impressive. Look, it's because, you know, I shoot gay porn and I have a lot of gay friends around me. I have them, I don't judge people. And I understand how it works. And I don't have problem to do it because if... I will say I cannot do solo, I will lie, because I did it a thousand times or a hundred times before when I was young, you know. Just the difference is now I don't do it in front of the big camera, I'm doing it in front of the phone and to speak. In the end, it's fun. 
somehow it's funny to speak about the things like ah now you wanna lick my balls and you know those things it's for me it's normal i'm sorry yeah I, no at the I end of the day it's entertainment but for me but for me it's absolutely normal because let's say i grow up in the gay porn yes at the end of the day it's entertainment and you are satisfying a customer base that clearly, you know, the studio porn that you do is not satisfying them. You know what I'm saying? Because they were fans of what you did before. So that I, I, I command, yes. I commend you for that. That's really impressive. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. How often do you update your OnlyFans? How often do you release new content? Ooh, uh, this is, you know, uh, this is a good question because mostly I'm doing uh, custom videos because people ask for custom videos because, as I say, they are not so much interested in my uh, hetero content. So this I put on Pornhub many ways, but only fans, it's mostly my, let's say, gay fans. So I'm doing mostly the, the custom videos. And I'm helping, you know, this FSFS. SFS, uh, so I'm helping to promoting another guy. They are promoting me. So this is how my OnlyFans work. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Christoph Kale. Who I don't know if it's unique, but I am deaf on the right ear from uh, my childhood. I born like that. And uh, let's say if you count the head, you have left and right ear. Uh, you, the total is like 100%. Yeah. And uh, me, because I don't hear on my right, my left is abnormally strong. So let's say I have like 75%. So when uh, people speak or I, when people speak, I can understand the tone how they speak, so I understand in which mood they are, mostly. And when I'm listening to music, I cannot take uh, stereo headphones because it doesn't make sense for me, but I can find the tone which I like. For example, if I like the bass, I can uh, concentrate for the bass. Oh, that's really but interesting. In porn, but in porn, um, I think I'm just a random guy who has a good job. Describe yourself in 10 words or less. Uh, okay, 10 words or less. Easy. Just a normal guy with interesting job. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of pop culture-oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. The first question in this set is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Five most favorite television shows. The thing is, I'm not watching TV so much. I'm not a big fan of TV. Sometimes I'm watching a Netflix, but I'm mostly in some documentary things about the Chernobyl, about the Titanic. So things like about the space, but don't give me any questions because many times I don't remember. 
So on this question, I don't have full answer. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Uh, good question. One of the first one was Freddie Mercury. After I came to to Scooter, you know this German uh, group, and now I don't have my favorite one, but I'm the guy who like Deep House, like a chill. What are three of your most favorite films? Snitch with Jason Statham. Statham, sorry. Uh, and I'm a big fan of first of two movies, Fast and Furious. And I'm a fan of Marvel. Mostly, let's say, Avengers. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm. Oh, my God. Uh, Wolverine. What are two foods you can't live without? I can or I cannot? Cannot. Cannot. I love spaghetti bolognese. It's my the most favorite food. And uh, borscht. It's a Russian soup. Soup, soup, soup. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? I'm a big fan of cars and the racing. Oh, right. That's something you have a passion for. Yes. This is, if if you give me a race car or something, I'm going on the racetrack and I do. And, okay, I had the car accident half year ago, but still a lot of friends around me knows that I'm, let's say, a good driver and they are not worried to give me the car. And, for example, a few weeks ago, I was, two weeks ago, I was shooting, uh, I was working with one producer and he asked me if I can come on the racetrack because they had the scene when the guy has to bring the girl on the racetrack, but the guy was not sure he can drive. And it was with, uh, with let's say, strong car. So the producer asked me if I can come and make a few laps. So I came and I did it. And I did it for free because he was asking, do you want to drive a strong car on the racetrack? I said, yeah, of course. Fantastic. Wow. Very nice. What are you currently binging? Are you currently binge-watching anything on a streaming service? You mentioned Netflix or any, anything that you're currently watching on those types of services? Peaky Blinders. It's my favorite. And now I'm watching second time uh, I finished Narcos and then Narcos Mexico. And I have a few movies with uh, Adam Sandler here because... Somehow I like him. Not everything, but a few movies here is really good. And some things I saw, some documentary about... I didn't saw yet, but about Arnold Schwarzenegger, about Elon Musk, about space and things like this I have in my uh, watch list. What's next for Christoph Kale? What's coming up in the future? What can the listeners expect from you very soon? That I will continue what I do. I will try my best, like always. And still, I'm trying to learn with the camera. It's quite difficult for me because I'm very busy. And I want to start to producing as well. Oh, that's but fantastic. But not like OnlyFans. 
but not like OnlyFans because you know the, now the modern era everybody say he's a producer, but he's just shooting content for uh, for OnlyFans. And for me, the producer is someone who really has a team, and he really shoot for a company, you know, not for himself. So I hope. I will find a way how to learn with the settings, with the camera and the, the, the photo. And I want to do my own production one day. That sounds wonderful. Christoph Kale Productions. <laughs> Thank you. Look, I'm, this is what you say many times. I'm born 18 years. I don't know what to do else because uh, <laughs> I never, let's say, never did nothing else. How can your fans reach you? How can they find you on the web, social media, as well as where they can find your original content? Uh, very easy. If they want to see me, they can just jump on the Google and write Christoph K. Porn. If you, they want to find me on Twitter, they find me under Christoph Kale. Also on my... Uh, on my OnlyFans, they can find me like a Christoph Kale. Surprise, on my Pornhub and many of these, they can find me like a Christoph Kale. So it's pretty easy because there is only one Christoph Kale. And, okay, a few fake profile, but it's very easy to see what is real and what is not. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in, that are listening? I want to say thank you for this interview because, you know, I'm a man, I'm a person who is not a big fan of social media, but I'm really surprised about your interview. So first of all, I want to say thank you for your interview because it was very nice. I really enjoyed it. And to my fans, I hope they will stay with me for a long time as much I will be in the business. Thank you for everything because... Uh, a lot of people are very nice on me and they are giving me the power to continue to do because they are showing that I do the best what, what I can do because I am always trying to do my the best. I love the sound of that. And, and Christoph, I mean, you're welcome for, for the interview. I'm so glad that you were interested. I'm so glad that you had a good time. I definitely want to thank you for the interview as well, Christoph. Thank you too for that. You're welcome. And the door is open for more. Like, I know that you are a, a private person, but whenever you want to come back and you want to update the listeners on what you've been up to, if you end up starting your own productions and that sort of thing, uh, you're, the door is open. You have an open invitation to come back for another interview whenever you want. I'm glad to hear it. Thank you so much. It's pretty nice from you. You're welcome. And uh, listeners... I also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Papi Chulo. Before we go, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading One on One with Papi Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One on One with Papi Chulo, visit poppychularadio.com slash after dark. Follow Papi Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash Poppy Chulo one on one. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com.
Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer. And with that, Christoph Kale and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night, listeners. And one more point. I made this interview naked, but you can't see it. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to One on One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week. <laughs>